Um, and uh, saw her this morning. I said, oh, turned out nice again. <laughs> We're both <laughs> standing there soaking wet. Oh, God. <laughs> Typical British summer. But yes, Typical. I think the yeah. weather's telling us what it's all to the football. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Exactly. Oh, I know. Yeah. It'll take a couple of days and then we'll all forget about it and move on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I do think um, that this is uh, going to spur us on to the World Cup, but I yeah. know you don't. But Well, no, we've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, right. Okay, are we ready to rock? We are, indeed. Marvellous. Okay, right. Got everything? Three, two, one. This is Trainer Talk, the podcast, brought to you by Sharon Gaskin of the Trainers Training Company and me, Jeanette Tessier of the Get That Gang. In our weekly show, we cover news and views from our businesses, along with a top-of-mind topic. Of course, it wouldn't be Trainer Talk the podcast without the Dog Walking Digest, and every now and again we invite a guest along to share their experience and expertise. After 90 episodes of Just Audio, we're now on YouTube as well. So feel free to catch up there. Just search for the Trainers Training Company or the Get That Gang, or download us on audio only through your favourite podcast streamer. So why not sit back with a cuppa, make that journey or chore go a little bit quicker with our weekly inspiration for developing your training business. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Trainer Talk, the podcast, and we're at episode number 114. And this week, we don't want to be too glum, too blue, too down about things. But, oh, my God, not a brilliant weekend for us sports-wise, was it, Sharon? No. In fact, you know, yesterday, Sunday, was one of the worst sporting days of my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying something. And there's been a few. Oh dear. It is what it is, isn't it? So for anybody listening to this or watching this uh, towards the end of the week, uh, we always record the podcast on a Monday. So it literally is the the day after. Um, uh, Things happened. uh, So we had something to do with tennis and something to do with football and uh, all that kind of stuff. So talk us through why it was so bad, Sharon. Oh, it was just, <laughs> well, it was just, I tell you what, the overriding feeling that I got from the two, from obviously the, the Wimbledon final, the men's final, um, and the football last night was just that air of inevitability mm-hmm. about, you know, that yeah. was why, you know, Djokovic, yeah, you know, Berrettini, you know, he played amazing, he took the first set, he was playing well, but you, you're sitting here, you're just thinking, yeah. There'll be this little flurry. There'll be that. I've, I've been here so many times before with Djokovic. I get my hopes up and then he always wins, mm-hmm. you know. And so there was that. And then the football that was the same. There was that kind of glimmer, you know, obviously, yeah, going going up 1-0, you know, the Italians came back. I mean, they were playing much, much better for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with the penalties, there was that little glimmer, you know, when, <laughs> when the Completely. Italians missed. And, but I was saying to you earlier, wasn't I, that... Um, normally historically the ones we've had in the past i have literally not been able to watch i've Mm. like had to go in the garden and come back when it's all over or if i have been able to watch i've been sat there with my head in the (laughs) hands or behind the sofa or whatever yeah but last night i would just i was sat there as calm i just sat there and watched it because there was just the air of 
can't even say it, inevitability about it. <laughs> like, and I know that sounds really sad, but it was kind of like, oh God, yeah. here we are again. <laughs> I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I think in the first half, if um, if we'd scored again in the first half. Uh, then I think that would have made a difference to how we played in the second half. But I think in the second half, we just kind of almost reverted to, to back to old ways and getting really defensive and we let yeah. them back into the game. That was yeah, the thing. Yeah. Our first yeah. sort of 20 minutes or so of the first half, we weren't letting them play. We weren't letting yeah. them settle. We had all the possession. It was fantastic. Even after yeah. we scored the goal, which was after all only after a couple of minutes. Oh, it was amazing. It was incredible. <laughs> I can't believe it. But it yeah. was, we didn't capitalise on that. And I think everybody was so surprised um, that it was kind of, oh, now what? Um, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't yeah. as simple as that because there's a huge amount more that goes into these things. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think, uh, you know, the team have already got further than any other men's football team since 1966. Uh, so that absolutely has to be celebrated. We can talk tactics and strategy until we're blue in the face. Uh, but, you know, ultimately... I don't think, uh, well, I don't think I know that neither of us certainly and certainly no, nobody in our immediate circle yeah. has experience of being the England football manager yeah, <laughs> or exactly, even playing yeah. football yeah, for yeah, England. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the closest I've come is that I gave a lift when I when I was a volunteer driver for the 2012 Olympics. I gave a lift to two of the Great Britain women's football team uh, <laughs> after the closing <laughs> ceremony the next morning. It was um, uh, Karen Carney and, and Rachel Yankee. Uh, right. Rachel Yankee was lovely. I'm sure yeah. Karen Carney is, but she was so hungover. She spent pretty much the entire time kind of comatose on the back seat of the car. <laughs> so they'd had a great closing ceremony, clearly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's as close as I'll ever come to to, uh, to anything like that. And, yeah, it is what it is. And, and funnily enough, it gives us a, a brilliant sort of topic for our top of mind today, doesn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But one thing I will say before we leave the, the topic of, of football um, is that, you know, when I saw those young lads step forward to take penalties, I literally, I got, I, I, I just went, what are you thinking? What? I literally, well, what is he doing? Because it just seemed like, oh my God, it's like, like lambs to the slaughter, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, you know, it, it, it would have been a different if that third one had gone in, we'd have all been going, oh, what, how amazing is he, a 19 year old, you know, but yeah. it, it was never going to end well, really. Was it? <laughs> there's a, this is the thing, there's a difference between, um, you know, his rationale was, well, we decided that because of how they took penalties in training, but it doesn't matter how many times you take them in training, that is not in any way going to replicate the reality of standing up with all that on the line with millions of people looking at you mm. uh, in the, the most high pressure situation you could possibly imagine mm. and you'd barely come you'd barely kick the ball you know because you'd only been on the pitch two minutes before I mean it's you can't you can't replicate that and so it's, I agree I, I do think that uh, much as he's got a lot of stuff right, I just I do think Gareth Southgate really got that wrong. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to disagree slightly insofar as I don't think they've been on the pitch enough to to kind yeah, of get their heads. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. That's yeah. what I mean. I agree with that, but I don't think he got it wrong in bringing them on. Uh, I think it was right to bring them on, and I don't I don't think it was necessarily wrong to allow them to take the penalty. Um, because at their age, they've got uh, quite a few years ahead of them. So to have that sort of experience early on 
um, you know, that's going to make them toughen up mentally uh, like nothing else they can experience, which is great news for the World Cup next year, for the next round of the Euros and, and all this kind of stuff. I think that's a, a really good thing, even though I wouldn't want anybody to be in that situation and to suffer the heartbreak that I know that they're feeling and, and all that kind of stuff. But wow, what an experience for them um, to to have had that. Well, can, can they go and have their experience somewhere else? Please? <laughs> they've got it now. That's the thing. They've got it now. And if you said to me, do you want to win the Euros or win the World Cup? It's going to be the World Cup. Of course it yeah. is. Of course it is. It's going to be a different kettle of fish. Well, of I course think. it is. Yeah, absolutely. But the opportunity was now. It was here. We were at home in front of all the fans it, it, it was just an amazing opportunity yeah. you've got you know it, it's I agree it was an incredible opportunity but again that kind of you know I don't want us to win when we've got everything going in our favor I want us to win when there is you know just as much jeopardy for us as there is anybody else because then it stops the people going oh well the only reason you won was because you were at home and you had your home fans and you had the easy side of the draw and you had this that and the other and it's just you know I mean Logically, you know that um, every team is there on their merits. That's how the qualification program works and, and all the rest of it. And they have to you know, prove themselves over a period of time in order to get to the tournament in the first place. And that's what the group stages are all about and, and all the rest of it. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't want anybody to have a reason to say that when we do finally win something, um on the men's football side because you know the all sorts of women's teams do brilliant stuff which barely gets mentioned uh, ever uh but when they do finally win something i don't want people to have an excuse to go oh well they only won because they should mm. win on the on the merits of being the best team at that point in time and i agree with you i don't think i don't think we were the best team yesterday no, i think for the first 20 minutes 30 yeah. minutes of the first half we were the best team and then they were just hanging on after that. Exactly, exactly. But well, one thing, two more things that I just I just want to say uh, before we leave this topic is the first one, spare a thought for the parents of oh, those yeah. lads. I mean, can you imagine? Mm. I don't know whether they were in the stadium or whether they were at home watching. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. seeing your, your lad just? Totally. That was when he was like sobbing on Gareth Southgate's shoulder. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. That that must have been awful for the parents. So spare a thought for them. Um, but uh, and and the other thing I would say is it could have been worse, right? <laughs> it could have been worse because we could have lost a penalty shootout to the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is true. Way it could possibly have been worse. This is true. So maybe it wasn't quite your worst ever. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> Anyway, apart from this sporting weekend that uh, we'll move on from, uh, what else for, happened for you last week, Sharon? Well, it is a very, it was, it was a very, very sorry end to a very, very sorry week. Mm-hmm. I have to say, it was like last week was just, and actually, I'm feeling like I've been saying this a lot on the podcast recently. <laughs> like I've been having just rubbish weeks, but. Last week was was particularly challenging, and um, it will link again to our to our top of mind. Yeah, I just there's been all sorts of stuff going on the house um, last Monday. I'm not sure whether it was before the podcast or after. Actually, um, wait, wait, I, I'm not sure. I know it was last Monday when yeah. the house when the the second lot of house buyers changed their minds. Mm-hmm. 
and decided they didn't want to buy it after all for some ridiculous reason. Um, so that was just really disappointing. And then we had uh, somebody else then sort of come around on Wednesday who were literally like an hour inside the house. Mm. And I was here as well, just enthusing about how it was this, that and the other and all the rest of it. And oh, my God. You'll be hearing from us by five o'clock today because it's, you know, mm-hmm. oh, when can you move, all this sort of stuff. And then we didn't hear from them by five o'clock today. And then we did hear from them the next day and they said they don't want to buy it. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is just getting beyond a joke yeah. now. It's getting silly, isn't it? So, uh, so, yeah, so we decided to go down uh, another route, which means that... Um, you know, it means that I will be able to take the matters into my own hands. I was going to say, Sharon, the zesty action taker, steps forward and goes, no, I will not allow things to happen to me. I'm going to engineer them. Good for you. I will be not be at the mercy of ridiculous people. <laughs> making yeah. I will not be, you know, so, um, but that has all been quite difficult to, um, to work out mm. and work through because there's lots of different big decisions to be made and, money and all the rest of it and you know so it's just and on just everything it's all been going on and by the time I got to Friday this was even before mm-hmm. the tennis and football I was like I was just so done I was exhausted mentally like oh I can't do this anymore I can't I can't do this I don't know where I want to live I don't know what's going on I don't <laughs> know do I want a business anymore have I didn't do you know yeah, it just everything everything was just like uh mm-hmm. so a week That's to write off. Week. a week to write yeah. off then yeah yeah, yeah. okay so in contrast <laughs> um, yeah mine was just a relatively normal week last week uh more than anything uh had um a chiropractic appointment i have one every five to six weeks on tuesday so uh, uh sort of cracked back into shape again which was good uh and i'm trying to convince my chiropractor he went uh skiing for the first time uh, i think it was last year but obviously much prior to to lockdown um but unfortunately he he went with a bunch of people who were of mixed abilities and there is something about um blokes who are good skiers have absolutely no empathy or compassion or concern for people who are still learning like oh no come to this do this do this all the rest of it and invariably and I've heard this happen so many times invariably the person who is the beginner whether they're a bloke whether they're a woman whether they are old or young or anywhere in between they end up really disliking skiing because of this idiot who's going oh come down here it'll be fine and then they just you know bugger off down the slope and leave this person to fall and and you know get scared and all this kind of stuff and it's just like yeah mm-hmm. you shouldn't be anywhere uh, near people who are just learning um so uh, i've been sort of talking to him and saying look you really need to go with somebody who will absolutely lead you and you need to trust them that they will not take you down any slope that you can't handle that doesn't mean it's all going to feel easy there will be times when you feel like you're being challenged and that's good but it won't feel like you're going to die at any second which is kind of what happens when you get these jock skiers um trying to take people um so uh, I'm, I'm working on him every five or six weeks I, I sort of you know sow a little more seeds uh, there so uh, we'll, we'll get him out on the slopes again eventually <laughs> that'd be good um so yeah so uh, lots going on for me in terms of uh, online kind of stuff obviously naturally 
uh, but uh, I got to run the clinic for the first time. You did, you Thursday. know. Yes, indeed you did. So, and how did that go? <laughs> it was great. So this is for, for anybody that uh, hasn't picked up on this. This is in the Trainer Talk community. Uh, normally we had monthly uh, online business clinics where anybody yeah. could come in with a challenge and, and get the sort of the, the herd wisdom, so to speak, from anybody else yes. that was there. So we had people turning up with challenges, people turning up without a challenge who thought of one halfway through and people yeah. who just wanted to come and have, say hello with a cuppa uh, and to offer their two pennies for, for whatever the challenge was. Now, because we've shifted those to weekly uh, for all sorts of reasons, we knew that we'd probably get fewer people and, and challenges left off less often and that kind of thing. Um, but what did happen happened was we had a, a small but perfectly formed group uh sort of um, four or five people uh, one person sort of jumped in and, and jumped out again but it was lovely to to see them there anyway uh and we only had one challenge to deal with which took us all of 20 minutes um and it was the age-old one of uh, i'm setting up my business should i stay as a sole trader or turn into a limited company um so that was a good one for people to give their thoughts on it was really great because we had some people there who were limited companies some people from the beginning some people who had gone from sole trader to limited company and some people yeah. are still sole traders so uh it was great it was uh, we got a real sort of range of experience and thoughts on that and because it sort of only took about 20 minutes because uh, that was really the only challenge that was there i then sort of threw in a question to, to people to get them thinking uh about things and that took us another 20 minutes and then it's like right great so, you know, we'd allowed an hour and a half, which sometimes we need on the yes, business clinics, yeah, yeah. but I yeah. was able to, to sort of let them go after 40 minutes. Let um, them go. <laughs> you are released. <laughs> totally. I said, I'm not letting you go after 20 minutes. That's far too early. But, uh, you know, um, so it was good. We had just had a nice discussion. And I think, you know, because... Yeah. We had, as I say, four or five people there, but only one person with a challenge. It just goes yeah. to show uh, that those the majority of people are turned up wanting to offer help or just wanting to drop Absolutely. in for a cuppa. So Absolutely. I felt it was important to keep them for longer yeah. than 20 minutes to make yeah, them yeah. feel like, you know, they'd had yeah. a, an opportunity. And it was good. We had some good discussions uh, about yeah. things and, and it gave people stuff to think about. Uh, as yeah. well which I think is always good um, uh, on there so that was cool uh, and then what else happened I had various other bits and pieces go going on nothing um, uh, exciting sort of launch wise or anything like that at the moment just really ticking keeping things ticking yeah. over uh, yeah. which is good and then um, at the weekend I was uh, up at uh, mum and John's again uh, and mum was out all day on Saturday doing bowls stuff uh, again uh, so I ended up uh, making sure that John ate <laughs> which was fine uh, so we had Hunter's chicken this week very nice from Marks and Spencer's uh, so uh, so yeah so uh, got all of that sorted out and then of course yesterday was sports day uh, so uh, what normally happens <laughs> what normally happens is um, uh, John is relegated to the back room to watch football when it's just you know normal football um, and, uh, and mum stays uh, in the in the front room and watches whatever she wants which is normally either midsummer or Foils War or Vera yeah. or one of those um, and, uh, <laughs> and then yesterday I said no actually I want to watch the final as well uh, so she got relegated to the back room so John and I were, were in the front room um, uh, watching the football at the big telly uh, so uh, so that was good although poor Scamp didn't quite know how to take it because he knew that the tension was in the air he's like I don't know what's going on here so he ended up taking himself upstairs because uh, he wasn't quite sure uh, but so yeah so we've talked at length about how all of that went um but yeah. uh, this morning the weather seems to have uh, decided that it's not happy with the sporting oh, outcomes yes. either 
summer here in Wales. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently it's going to be summer from Wednesday onwards here, which is nice. I uh, can't wait. But oh my goodness, the weather has been so miserable. It really has. It just. And what's really weird is that it's not that cold I mean I know you said your heating had kicked in mine hasn't it's not been that cold here but it's just been damp really damp and horrible and this morning you know big downpour yeah. so on Saturday um, morning we did our normal walk around the course um, yeah. and I was wearing my raincoat my rain hat and shorts and, and wellies <laughs> <laughs> so, am I going to a festival or something really bizarre but uh, yeah so that was it really that was my week so. oh well a lot better than mine was so uh, but uh, anyway <laughs> which kind of moves us on to um, our top of mind it does does it not it does it does so uh, we were sort of thinking about yeah okay it was it was disappointing for for the team uh, England football team men's England football team it was disappointing for Berrettini uh, in his final on Saturday it was disappointing for Pliskova uh, losing to Party in the women's final um, and you know for all the doubles players I do enjoy watching doubles I have to say yeah, um, yeah. and it was obviously disappointing for the losing pairs in that as well um, but uh, one of the things that I was talking about in my um, two minute thinker to the get that gang group this morning was it's not so much the the fact that you have a down it's what you do after the yeah. disappointment that yeah. matters um yeah. and I was comparing it to when I do uh assessing of hockey umpires yeah. um and it's I mean it's the same for coaching but particularly with assessing what I am specifically looking for is not so much that they've mucked something up you know, mm -hmm. it happens. Everybody makes a duff decision uh, at some point in their lives. It's not so much that they muck it up. It's what happens in the five to ten minutes after they've mucked it up. That's yeah. the point I'm interested in, because that then tells me how mentally prepared they are to work on their own game. And it's yeah. the umpires who duffs, uh, you know, uh, muck something up and then lose it. For the rest of the match, that is a far bigger conversation than the umpires that muck something up. Might take, you know, 30 seconds to a minute or two to just kind of shake themselves off and get back into the game. But they don't let it affect the rest of their game. They recognise it as an isolated incident. They recognise it as something that actually they can't do anything about that. The only thing they can they can alter is how they deal with the rest of the match. Um, and I think it's the same for anybody that loses at sport or anybody that suffers some kind of setback in their business is mm. it's not so much the setback because setbacks happen it's yeah. how you deal with it moving forward um yeah. and this for me is about uh yeah i mean we can we can spout the cliche it's um uh, there's no such thing as failure just feedback yeah. you don't want to run away from what's happened you want to take the learnings from what's happened you want to understand why things didn't go the way you wanted them to go but you also want to kind of recognise that it is a, a an isolated incident, kind of, um, yeah. you know, depending on what it is, obviously. And there's nothing you can do about it. We don't have time machines. We can't go back and, and change what's happened. The only thing we can influence is, is moving forward. So yeah. that's kind of where I was going with, with that one. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, you, you can absolutely equate that to to business can't you because we do you know we do all have setbacks or we might have times like I've had this week where I've just literally been you know 
questioning everything mm-hmm. because of you know all the things that have, that have been going on you know you just kind of feel oh no I'm not sure whether I want to do this anymore and, and it's about having that uh, but I think it's about recognizing that um, that you are going to get times like that in your business yeah. you know they are I don't, I don't care who you are um, you know you could have the most successful business ever or whatever but you are going to get times where for whatever reason things you know aren't going according to plan or you have things in your life that mean that you are bringing you know less energy absolutely to the table and that's you know we all have stuff going on that that do you know that, that does affect us don't we so it's about how you deal with that stuff and and I know that you know i've been in situations like this many times it's particularly bad last week but i always know that it will pass yeah. i always always know the minute i start to think it's not going to pass then i'm really in trouble <laughs> but i know yeah. you know i have said to you and it's sort of it's all about as well sort of recognizing patterns in your business too because um <clears throat> i've come to realize as well that around this time of year because it is so full on for most of the time and it has been really full on particularly I think since March last year through COVID everything um I get when I get to this time of year knowing that I've got August coming up where I do have a a zoom free month I do start feeling that I just I'm just ready Mm -hmm. for a break a mental break as much as anything but but allowing myself to kind of recognize that that's where I am is helpful Mm -hmm. when I'm when I'm dealing with it yeah because I don't have to like have this big panic like oh my god you know this is okay this is kind of normal this is a this is how it goes yeah. <laughs> usually yeah totally yeah. totally I think that's really important um is to uh you know understand the cyclical nature the the seasonal yeah. uh, if you like nature of your business which of course you can only do when you've been in business for more than a year um uh, which is why i think for for you particularly uh, i know you go back and look at what you've written uh, in your journal um for yeah. you know this time last year how was i and you're able to recognize the patterns in your business because of that um yeah. but i i think you're absolutely right i think you know, we we are coming up to um, uh, a period of having kind of been in this really weird place for more than a year now with all the COVID stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know you had your Zoom break um, last August, uh, which for the podcast turned into a longer break for us, didn't it? Because it was just, it was all so intense with everything that was going on. Uh, But at the same time, recognising that, yeah, this time of year, you're allowed to feel a bit kind of, oh, you know, I need a bit of a break now. I need a bit of a breather, a a time to move on. Um, You know, for for me, uh, I'm not taking a, a, a break a Zoom break in August, uh, although I am planning to to have, I think it's a week, it's either just short of a week, like an afternoon short of a week, or it's a it's a week and an afternoon. I can't remember which way around I was able to do it. I was ever so pleased that I managed to find that space in my diary, to be honest. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's an odd one. It's not a, a sort of a Sunday to a Sunday type thing. I think I'm doing a, I think it's the Thursday after the business clinic. I'm like, right, that's it until next Thursday lunchtime or something like that. Um, So I'm taking a bit of a a break, but I will still be having things like Zoom meetings and that kind of thing. But I'm putting the time aside to say, right, I'm going to let everybody know I am not dealing with client work 
during yeah. that time and I'm really looking forward to that and I've not been brilliant uh, at doing that for sure uh, over the last yeah. few years but you do kind of you have to recognize um, that there will be tough periods there will be tough times there will be situations that you have to deal with um, that don't go brilliantly and just because those situations are there doesn't mean that the overall is terrible and not good and not functioning and, and all the rest yeah, yeah. of it um, it's just yeah. you know the trick isn't it is to recognize is this an isolated incident or is this a pattern that yeah. I can deal with or is it indicative of something more um because you know if you like you say if you find yourself constantly feeling like you know why am I bothering what am I doing then that I think is is something bigger than oh I'm just a bit you know a bit tired a bit run down need a break yeah yeah no absolutely I think uh you know noticing patterns recording patterns um is just really really powerful Mm -hmm. because it does stop you when you do have a setback it does stop you going into that panic mode um, and it does stop you, um, you know, it's trying to sort of making something mean something that it shouldn't really mean, <laughs> if, if, if that makes sense. It does, know? absolutely. I mean, you know, we are superb. Human beings are excellent at forming uh, what's called complex equivalences, um, yeah. which is um, from the NLP world. Uh, and it's this idea that we take one thing and we take something else and the relationship between the two we make it have uh, some kind of meaning Uh, so for example uh, I know that there would be people watching the match yesterday that would have had their lucky shirt on or lucky socks or lucky pants or whatever Um, you know and that's okay that's fine but really there, there there isn't any meaning between well if I wear my lucky shirt they're going to win because clearly that's been dis- disproven from yesterday. Um, but it's like, you know, we're to bring it to sort of um, uh, a business level, yeah. uh, it's, oh, well, if I win this contract, then that means that I'm brilliant at everything. And that's a yeah. complex equivalence. No, it doesn't. It yeah. means you've, you're brilliant at winning that contract. Yeah. Um, and you might be very good at winning contracts, and that's great. But then if you don't win a contract, it doesn't immediately mean that you are rubbish at winning contracts. It just means that you haven't won that contract. That's what it means. Um, And I think we need to catch ourselves sometimes attaching these additional, sometimes hidden meanings to things that happen in our business and blowing it into something more than it actually is. Um, And again, this comes down to this idea of um, I'm, I'm hesitating to say mental toughness. Because I'm, it's not so much about mental toughness, it's more about mental resilience. Yeah. Uh, because resilience doesn't say, and lots of people think that resilience is, is about being able to bounce back uh, from things. It's not necessarily about bouncing back. Resilience is about being able to recognise when you are in the middle of something that's a tough situation, but also understanding that just because you're in the middle of something that's a tough situation, it doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever. Yeah. And that, I think, is so important. Yeah. And I think another important component of it as well is, is self-knowledge. Mm. Um, because, um, and this is why what has helped me with that is, you know, the noticing and writing stuff down in yeah. the journal and, and stuff like that. So I can notice the triggers and notice the feelings and notice any seasonal, you know, patterns and things like that. Notice any hormonal <laughs> patterns. You know, that quite often is the reason oh, why yes. you feel or behave in, in a certain way. Um 
but uh you know i've uh, i've completely lost my train of thought now what was the same before oh my i see hormonal patterns <laughs> so noticing the patterns Rain, noticing the patterns yeah, yeah, yeah. yes knowing yourself self-knowledge yeah self-knowledge um because one of the things that really helped me massively this week um to make the decision that i've made is that i know i'm not very good at uh, yes we've talked about not very good about when you know i can't take action mm-hmm. but i'm also not very good at living in a state of limbo yeah. you know i am I, so many people have said oh well you've got no rush to sell the house just sit tight and do this that and the other i, I can't i can't live like that no. i have to i just can't mm-hmm. i can't sit back it's got to be one way or no way or you know <laughs> yeah can't live like that yeah and i like to have certainty as much as i as much as i can mm-hmm. not security um because that's a different thing but but certainty mm-hmm. knowing what direction you're going to be heading in knowing where you're going to be living is yeah. one thing not living or whatever yeah. and i'm just not very good at that thing. so so knowing that helps me to figure out you know what is the best way for me or sometimes just knowing um, you know, when you have had a setback in business, knowing how to deal with it, because mm-hmm. you know, because you know yourself, you know. Yeah, completely, completely. I think, I mean, I, I think it's a hugely important thing for all business owners to do as much work as they can about understanding themselves, uh, because then you understand how you can react in, uh, in certain situations. You understand what your own patterns are and your own cycles are and your own seasonality uh, to these things, whether they are hormonal or not. You can understand yourself and understand how. Um, you might respond to something and then you can you know you can start doing the work of picking yourself up when uh, perhaps you are giving yourself a little bit too much in the way of negative self-talk and, and that kind of thing and and uh, you know also learning to be your own cheerleader which I think is something that lots of people are terrible at uh, you know yeah. they don't understand how to be their own best friend um, or they don't understand how to how to be their own cheerleader or how to congratulate themselves when they've done something well um, which yeah. I mean that took me ages to, to work out because you know I mean this is a childhood memory thing um, I can for, since as, as long as I can remember I have really annoyed people because I'm good at quite a lot of things I I find it easy to pick things up. I find it easy yeah. to look at something, to model people, to do whatever. So as a consequence, I was good at quite a lot of stuff as a kid. And you would yeah. not believe the stuff that came my way because, oh, she's yeah. so boastful. Oh, she, yeah. she shows off. Oh, she does. Yeah. So what I learned was that it wasn't good to be good. What yeah. I learned was to hide how yeah. good I was uh, at things. Yeah. And what I learned was to never tell myself that I was good at something because that was showing off. And it took ages, ages yeah. to unpick that and to go, you know what, dag nabbit, I am proud. <laughs> I am really proud of being able to look at something and go, oh, I'd quite like to try that. Let me try that. And actually being quite good at it. Now, that's not yeah. to say everything. I know my boundaries. I know there are some things that I am terrible at. But part of being able to congratulate myself at things that I'm good at is also recognising that that doesn't mean that I think I'm good at everything because I know I'm not. Yeah. And just because yeah. other people might have yeah. that hang up, that's yeah. their problem. Yeah. yeah. And as I say, I know the things that I'm good at. And yeah. I know I'm not yeah. good at living 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 in limbo. Yeah. I know I'm not good at not being able to take, you know, my own decisions. And remember Mark Terrell did the uh, Mark Terrell, one of our trainer sort members, yeah. he did a fantastic session at Trainer Sort Live mm, yes. on motivational maps. 
And, you know, when he did that, because he did my profile, didn't he, and shared it with everyone. Yes. It made so much sense because yeah. there it was, you know, that my top one is is uh, spirit, you yeah. know, <laughs> yes. uh, which me basically means I don't like people telling me what to do or yeah. being in charge of, you know, my destiny. It's I like true. to take control of my own destiny yes. thank you very much <laughs> absolutely and I mean my spirit wasn't mine but I'm so with you on that I think I'm pretty confident there is no way either of us are ever going to have somebody that we call boss ever again it's just <laughs> not gonna happen it's you know sorry uh yeah absolutely absolutely I think yeah. knowing yourself is so important because then that does help you to develop that resilience and that ability to recognize something for what it is and that's not to say that recognizing this and knowing yourself means that you will never feel um you know uh, the the down of not winning a contract or something not going your way of course you'll feel that you know that's life uh, you know there will be things that just don't work out the way we would like them to work out um but what it does mean is that we will be able to um recognize it for what it is and then know that it's not going to be that way forever and, and that there will be ups as well. And, and you know, there, there will also be times when things are just ticking along. But that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. So. Absolutely. All right. So there you go. There you go, people. <laughs> we we set put, put the world no, to rights again. Everything's fine. <laughs> all right. So on to the Dog Walking Digest. Anything to bring us this week? What's Jen been up to? Really, she's sitting in a chair looking at me. She's, uh, we were laughing actually about her changing behavior now that she's getting to be, you know, a senior citizen. Um, how, you know, in the past with the football and, uh, you know, with us being really excited and shouting and all the rest of it, yeah. she would like literally be, you know, getting excited as well. She would, in our old house, um, we had French doors at the back of the, uh, I say the front room, but it was actually at the back of the house. And yeah. French doors yeah. into the garden. And so, you know, we would just have them open generally in mm-hmm. the summer and things. And so when we get excited, you know, watching the Olympics, watching the, you know, the football, the tennis, yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Where, you know, um, she would, you know, immediately pick up on and like run out into the garden and run around and barking, 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 barking. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just all part of it, yeah. you know. Uh, but she doesn't do that anymore. Oh, that's just slept through the whole football last night. <laughs> oh, bless her. Or, or woke up to have a bit of dinner, obviously. Of you know. uh, but then once that was, uh, you know, then she was back in her bed. And uh, oh, I kind of miss that. Yeah, I, do. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing a little bit with Scamp that uh, just every now and again, it's just like he's sort of, he's quite happy in himself, but he's just plodding along behind on the wall and you know in no particular rush to get anywhere and it's different from having a I've got to sniff everything moment it's just that he just doesn't want to go that quickly and it's kind of oh yeah yeah." just notice one or two times and he'd rather uh, for example this morning when I came back in from uh, having been to the gym normally he will be off the bed and coming to the door to greet me and this morning is like I can't be bothered and you know he just wanted to lie on the bed and that's fine but yeah I know what you mean that's the thing she seems to be spending more and more time in a in a bed um you know and getting really tucked up and she's absolutely spark out ryan and i came we'd been out somewhere last week and we came oh yeah we'd been we i can't remember anyway we were out we came oh been to the gym and we came back and we just you know we just got into the house and into there she was in a bed and not fast asleep we were standing over going gem 
shouting at her gently until she woke up. Like, you know, when she was younger, she'd be at the yeah. door, you know, sort yeah. of, as we, you know, and now she doesn't even hear us coming in. So, oh, oh but other than that, she's good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, this week, this week, I need to, to tell you the tale of Ziggy. Uh, oh, Ziggy, yeah, what have we got now? Ziggy the chocolate <laughs> Labrador. So, um, <laughs> lots of you will, will uh, know, but for those that don't, uh, Scamp and I mainly walk over at Queen's Park, which is near me in Bournemouth, which is also, as well as being a public open space, it's an 18-hole golf course. Um, yeah. And as part of it being a golf course, some of the areas, uh, you know, they've built up the, the ground to be certain places. So there are places where they do the teeing off and then obviously there are greens and and few bunkers here and there. Um, but sometimes they've moved some of the earth around to create some of those things. Um, and at uh, the 15th hole, uh, they have obviously excavated a bit of the ground to make the tea area, yeah. which is absolutely fine except when it gets very, very wet, uh, as it has been. So this kind of dip in the ground yeah. forms a lovely muddy puddle. Oh, yes, oh, it does. <laughs> and Ziggy being Ziggy, the chocolate Labrador who loves water, Ziggy's owner doesn't take him near the pond because then he'll jump in. Oh, no. But what Ziggy did do is find this huge muddy puddle. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> hippos would be proud of this puddle for sure. And it was hilarious because we were walking past and Scamp barely shows any interest in puddles of any description. Yeah. So we were just walking past and poor Ziggy's owner said, Ziggy, get out of there, get out of there. Like this. Ziggy was having none of it. Ziggy was having a whale of a time with his ball. And this puddle was yeah. big enough for him to have his ball in his mouth at one end, chuck it out of his mouth and it like, uh, bounced at the other end. So he'd turn around and launch himself to create this huge splash to grab his ball at the other end of the puddle. <laughs> he was just having such a good time. I, you know what labs are like yeah. and, and um, uh, retrievers and uh, well, any dog that loves water really really loves the water he was having a way of a time and I was just looking at his poor owner thinking there's no point you can yell yourself hoarse he is not coming out until he's ready uh, from that puddle uh, it was just it was just so lovely to see I mean I feel sorry for the owner but to see a dog having such unbridled joy uh, of a puddle it was just hilarious it really was so I thought I thought you'd enjoy the tale of Z Ziggy and the puddle um from Thank uh, Queen's Park <laughs> I did <laughs> you just imagine it was <laughs> more water yay oh dear anyway 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 that's it, I think, isn't it? For yes, think this absolutely. Week? Yeah. On that note, mm -hmm. um, we will love you and leave you Indeed. for this week. Have a great, uh, great week. Oh God, Sharon, see brain fog. <laughs> great week, everybody. There you go. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Got there in the end, and we shall see you next time. We will take, take care. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.